Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of Better Let Let Me Tell You. Hopefully. <laughs> I made it. Is. He made it. <laughs> oye, oye, oye. Okay. True Cuban time. True Cuban time. That's what it's all about. We're eating Cuban guys, Cuban time. It's Cuban guys. Can't... I know. I, I was telling them. I showed them. I showed them that I'm about to eat this. Okay. First of all, this is the... Burger Beast, doubly, it's a double burger, but it is a caballo. It has a fried egg in here. And you know what? I apologize in advance, guys, because I am going to be nibbling on this because I'd be hungry, okay? I already, some... I, I already ate it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You already inhaled yours. So to all of our, everybody who's joining us, welcome to episode, what episode is this? This is episode, I want to say 110. What? No, 111. Is it 111? Yes, one ten last was last week. Tristan okay. was on. Oh so, God, that's right, that's right. so welcome everybody to episode one eleven. Yes, we are further you. away from our one hundredth episode <laughs> at the party that never happened. <laughs> oh, that party! I think that party should be like a legend, like a myth, like a Greek myth. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to have when well, you guys are joining us, you heard um, we wanted to have a one hundredth anniversary party. Like we were very excited. Oh, it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we were very good. excited about having the 100th anniversary party, and uh, we were going to have, what is it, a stop and repeat? Actually, that's the first time you Did said it right. right. You said it right. We, you never We said were going right. to print out a stop and repeat. We were going to invite, you know, like, obviously the Miami influencers. We were going to have, like, this big party, but then it for our 100th episode, <laughs> and then you were really busy, so we were going to push it back to, like, episode... <laughs> 103, 104, but then, you know, the coronavirus happened, and, you know, well, that shot everything that to hell. damn so, COVID. So, you know, whatever. But everybody, welcome so much. We have been wanting to do a live episode for quite some time. Yes, uh, yes. We've done our share of recorded live episodes. Because uh, you guys know many times we're like, oh, my gosh, you know, what does the audience, you know, what do our listeners think? And then we have no... Live <laughs> listeners at that moment. So everybody, <laughs> everybody that's listening to us now and that's live, have have at it. Any questions you have or once we start talking about topics, anything you want to chime in on or give your opinion on, this is why we're doing this. So we can actually have this forum while Absolutely. you know while, and, I, and I'm giving this I'm giving the, the directions so, <laughs> <laughs> so you could eat. Thank um you. But this is why we're doing this. So everybody, you know, this is your chance to join in the conversation. As um, I think it's Stephanie. Yeah, it is Stephanie from Mamas and Merlot. She's always saying that she's talking back at us when she <laughs> listens to us. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, they are pre-Miami. Oh, um, YRPR. That's um, Berlina Cubana. Actually, it depends on the day. It could be neither. Okay. Well, anyway, so <laughs> welcome to episode 111. Uh, yes. We- live our show then is going to be uploaded on our instagram page but then tomorrow uh the audio of this will be available in the regular formats so basically uh, you guys are all part of our episode 
Yeah. So whoever wants to listen to us then um, on the regular format can, but uh, the audio will be uploaded like a regular episode come tomorrow. So, so buddy, um, this special episode is brought to you by Cuban guys. And you don't got to be Cuban to enjoy Cuban guys. It's, it's it's more like Latin fusion food. Um, yeah. Obviously, some Cuban staples. And um, as we said, or we've been saying for a couple of weeks now, they the, their food generally is great. But they now have a um, bur- a line of burgers from Burger Beast. And, Burger Beast menu. And it's not that Burger Beast is our friend and we love him because if his burgers were okay, we'd be like we'd be like, hey, is that burger was my home but no, but seriously, like Burger Beast, bur- I mean, he's Burger Beast. I mean, if anybody's going to have the perfect burger, it's going to be this guy. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So, favorite item on the menu, they're asking us, though. The, my favorite item on the menu, actually, from the Burger Beast, um, from the Burger Beast burgers, I like the double cheeseburger. I forget what it's called. Um, the, doubly. the double cheeseburger. Um, what is it called? The doubly. And actually, Cuban Guys has just joined our conversation. Well, welcome, so, welcome to Cuban guys. guys. We're talking about you. We're talking about you. Um, that's you. my favorite. Oh, I, um, I also like on the regular menu, they have like different bowls. And a lot of their bowls have um, platanito maduro, like chopped up. And I love it because no matter what meat you get, whether it's like steak, chicken, or pork, the little platanito maduro, like kind of, they chop it up into like little bites if you will mm-hmm. it adds that little nice sweetness to, sweet. oh, que rico. to whatever it is you're eating so um yeah it's it's we 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 love cuban guys yeah. and um we've been we, eating for years i mean it's not uh well actually we're getting some questions what's been your favorite interview we'll, we'll answer that question now um but as we've been saying along today's episode is brought to you by cuban guys and if you order online uh, and you put the promo code PERO, you'll get 10% um, 10% of... Um, it is a magical sandwich. It is a, double, it is a double hamburger with a fried egg on it. Uh, yeah. Dolphins at yeah. 2020. So, Dolphin, that's Julio. So, anyway, oh. so what's been our favorite interview? Um, hmm. So, there's been, there's been several because there's been the interviews that we've done of people that we've like idolized that we like I can't believe we're interviewing mm-hmm. Sonia Manzano who played Maria for 40 years on Sesame Street. I grew up watching this woman. Um I can't believe right. that we interviewed um a India who was like a major Yeah, uh, just, just an icon in the um, an icon. Yeah. Uh, you're saying Jackie Velasquez. I was a huge fan of like um her her records in the 90s. A huge fan. Um, which I've made sure to tell her on our interview. So <laughs> there's people that that we we've interviewed that we've been kind of like we pinched ourselves, yeah. and we um, we were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we just interviewed this person. Like, did this just really happen? We interviewed Danny Trejo for God's sake. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's been like those people, like like the celebrities have yeah. been great because we can't believe it. But on a personal level, we've also interviewed, and you know, we've said this many times in our shows. There's been other people that we've interviewed that we just they became like 
family. And, yeah. you know, Martha Darby from my Big Fat Cuban blog. Who is her birthday today? Oh, it is? Oh, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Martha. You're on. We have to sing happy birthday to you. <laughs> you. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Martha. Love you. Besito de Miami. Like Martha, obviously, Seth, Burger East. Uh, Martha of Miami. Um, <laughs> and, the, the and, and Mamas and Merlot are like, Mamas and Merlot. Oh, we're like, you know, we're very good friends with them now. So those are people that we've, we've, um, we've really bonded with. And um, yeah. those have been like great interviews because not only did we interview them for whatever reason, for, for them to talk about what it is they're doing, but we also became very good friends with them. So, yeah. You know. It, it all comes down to just like we still pinch ourselves every time that yeah. we get to do this, you know. And yeah, like like for example, we we talked about this several times. We had a wish list of people that we wanted mm -hmm. to interview when we first started the podcast. We we made like a list, like okay, these are like our dream guests, and you know when you start this, you don't know how it's going to go. You know, maybe five people will listen, and that's it. And, and we're not celebrities. Know, so it's not like... Especially celebrities, you know, getting a celebrity to come on your podcast, you know. Right. Um, but then it started to happen. And we, for example, one of the first people we interviewed that was like, I think one of the first, like, if not number one, but up there was um, Eta, uh, Catelon Kallet, uh, Gloria Catelon Kallet, who is the creator um, and producer of One Day at a Time. Yep. And we interviewed her, and she was amazing. Then I remember, I'll never forget the day that Ish said to me, you know, we should get to the show, Juan Pablo de Pachi. And Juan Pablo de Pachi's star has been, like, going up. He's been on Fuller House. He was on Dallas. I'm Dancing with the Stars. He was and Jesus. He was Jesus. Yes. <laughs> he was Jesus. So we were like, Goño, I mean, this guy's, like, super famous. Like, is he going to really sit down with us? Yeah. And he did. And I remember when Ishmael kind of said it like a joke. Like, I'm going to DM him until he responds to me. And he did. And not only did he respond to us, he gave us tickets to go see Fuller House, which that was a dream of mine. And he puts, a, he puts us then under friends and family. So we got a tour of the set of Fuller House. We got to meet them. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. This just happened. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... And that was the same weekend. I mean, DJ being a huge Olympics fan, we were in L.A., and we also got to hang out with Daniel Leiva. We know, got... Yeah, and that, Olympian. Daniel Leiva was awesome because, again, we had actually interviewed him on the podcast, but via Skype, because mm -hmm. he was in L.A. And... Um, it, we Listen, if you, we, would love, we would love to have Perez. We would love. We to have actually Perez. would because Perez Hilton, love him or hate him, he's the epitome of like the Miami hustle. So, absolutely. So yes, but Daniel Leiva, we had a great interview with him, and it, things didn't work out like in terms of like availability. So we just had to interview him by Skype. So then when we went to LA for our pero let me tell you those West series of episode, um, he. Uh, he was like, oh, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're just hanging out here in L.A. He's like, oh, come to my house. And we hung out with that name yeah. to hold his Olympic medals. <laughs> and I was like, like okay. This like, so, like, this so. is real life. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we've been very lucky. We've been very blessed. As very, I very. few have guys drink, so. Yeah. But, you know, and of course you guys keep shooting us, you know, uh, questions and comments as we go through, but... 
Now we're going to jump into our regularly scheduled episode. Our regularly <laughs> scheduled programming, as they say. Well, yeah. um, as you know, um, well, we have, what advice would you give someone in starting the old social media meeting show with colleagues as guests? Um, the best advice I would give someone is to just do it. <laughs> Come on, Lisa yeah. Nike. Just do it. Because we, for years we have been saying, oh, we want to do a podcast. We want to do a podcast. Um, and Ish one day just literally went out and bought microphones and said to me, hey, are you busy next week? Because we're going to do, we're going to make this happen. So, uh, yes, we yes, have met. Bill a, Tech is a fan. A, Bill Tech is a fan. We've met him. And we've been trying to pin him down for quite some time. Because Bill yeah. Tech. Schedule's just never going to see him. Bill Tech is like the real OG when it comes down to this like renaissance yeah. in like Hispanic and Latino culture kind of like being at the forefront. Bill Tech was doing this before yeah. anybody else even thought yeah. about it. So he's like the real. It was cool. So, better win him. So this is the first week that, uh, at least here in Miami, things are sort of um, getting back to normal. So, so whatever that means for Miami. <laughs> so for Miami, we're now in phase one of reopening, which yep. uh, stores have reopened, restaurants have reopened. Now restaurants, as I believe, I believe have jo have reopened, but under fifty percent, fifty percent capacity. Also, probably limited hours, and everybody's wearing a mask. Right. So my question, which is, you know, we were kind of talking, and everybody that's listening, chime in on this. I'm so laughing. Do you, do Sorry, you feel? I'm, huh? I'm laughing because um, this place down the street, Eating House, has just opened, and the way that they set everything up, they literally put like these plastic tarps like between mm -hmm. each table, so they've got the table mm -hmm. set up. And I'm like, oh, it would be like having dinner, and you know, after they capture ET. <laughs> um, somebody asked, what place would you not go to without a COVID vaccine? I'm gonna go with China I... first. Huh? I'm gonna go with China. Um, no, seriously, in terms of I anything like that's mass gatherings, um, even, I mean, I'm dying to go back to the gym, but the gym, yeah. I just don't see how they could make a gym work. Um, I could see how they could make, maybe make the cardio area of a gym work, because you could have, like, every other machine open. Right. Um, you could even install plexiglass between the machines. I think here comes the fries. I'm not a fry person, but those fries are amazing. Um, so back to the gym, you could wipe down the the gym, like I'm sorry, the 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 like the treadmill, the bike, whatever it is that you're doing. You mm -hmm. can wipe it yourself and kind of ensure that. Right. But what about the free weight section? And yeah, that's ridiculous. Forget it. I mean, how how are you going to make that work? You can't social distance. The only way that could work is if the gym allows only a certain capacity of people at one right, time but how do you even control that because right but I, well let's say that let's say that 30 minutes you may take two hours how do you right and then you know in the gym obviously you're sweating and you're sweating over the equipment and i just don't see how a gym is going to at least for now i i don't know i i don't know and and yeah. i'm i mean listen i bought one of those resistance belts Sorry, resistant man. things and i'm like having a full body workout i'm like let me turn around and do it with my leg. I we're doing quad. <laughs> Mahomeno. Mahomeno. Um, uh, yes, uh, uh, Peloton. 
<laughs> I want to, you know what? The Peloton, I want to take Peloton. Me too. So, you and too? Then, and then it sounds dirty because it's like, you know, I have to say Peloton. Like, with I, the what? I want to say automatically Peloton. Yeah, I do. Thank you for the question, Felix. Um, yeah, I'm like, Peloton. Do we take a car with the Peloton? Oh, yes. Do we take a car with the Peloton? A Peloton is like $3,000. A Peloton te deja pelado. Yeah. It's called Peloton. That's like a suburban Connecticut white people thing. <laughs> a Peloton. It's like, I could just imagine, like, my parents being like, Tu quieres Peloton? Coge la, la bicicleta y mete la Peloton. Oh, actually, you know what's funny about Peloton? I was reading an editorial on um, NBC.com, NBCnews.com. You know how I've, I've said, I think I've said it here on the podcast, that NBC.com, for being a source of news, has way too many editorials. Yes, um, you, you are not a fan of their op-eds. I'm not a fan. <laughs> And the other day, this girl was saying, you know, she's like a black woman. She was saying that, like, they need to, like, mix up the playlist because it's all, like, white people music. <laughs> And it's something that, well, I've, I've never done Peloton, so I can't right, chime in the playlist. But she's like, you know, what happens to urban music and R&B and rap? So what do you listen to when you work out? I listen to a lot of, like, just high yeah. energy. Huh? I'm afraid to ask. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> no, I just listen to, like, a lot of high energy, like, remixes and things like you that. You probably listen to, like, Steps, right? Actually, their last album was so good. Because it's, like, all disco-infused. I listen to either ASF. like heavy ASF join. Yep. When, well, we are in the presence of royalty that ASF joined. Um, I listen to either like heavy metal, mm -hmm. like rock, something rock, or mm -hmm. movie scores. See, I can't do either of those with cardio. Because for cardio, I need something that's going to make me move, not like pound on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. Because then, you know, I get shin splits. But then, also, it helps because when I'm doing weights, like, in between weights, you know, between sets and whatever, it keeps me kind of just, like, dancing a little bit. So it keeps, it, you know, keeps my heart rate going. Um, when I, especially if I'm lifting something heavy, I concentrate. Like, I, it's like the mind. So I have to listen to something where I can focus. focus. Yeah, I can't, I can't be worrying about a So, so anyway, yeah, so you guys, you know, that are, are chiming in, uh, what places are you, like, no, no, I'm not going. I'm dying to go to the Cheesecake Factory, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that answer, quite frankly. Oh, oh you know, I love the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, but I didn't think you were gonna be like, oh, I'm waiting for the, the you know, the green phase to go have, like, you know, a cheesecake. No, but you know that the Cheesecake Factory is always packed beyond, like... Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the Cheesecake Factory just... what Because half of the fun of going to the Cheesecake Factory is getting the menu that's the size of a Bible and trying yeah. to go through it. <laughs> but, but you yeah, know what? Actually, the, that, the menu of Pangea. That's from... from um, Happy Endings. Yeah. So... Um, That was that's one of the things that I wanted to ask everybody that's join that you know is joining us what they think about because when I go out to dinner we do I mean, we go out to dinner all the time when we go out to dinner to me it's the experience of going out with friends and you know hanging out and the ambiance and everybody there to me that's part of the 
you know, thing of going out to dinner. Right. So now going out to dinner, you're worrying about this. The restaurant's at half capacity. It's well, it's, you only, know, it's only four people at a table. Like we all can't go out to dinner. Oh, be honest. We're not a group of eight. Party for eighteen, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's like half of the fun is gone. Like, yeah. And and uh, still, the coronavirus is still such a presence that yeah. it's like, okay. So I'm at my favorite restaurant, and there's like very few people here. Everybody's wearing gloves. Dolphin Mall movie theater, no me neither. That's the breeding ground for the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something funny about Dolphin Mall. I hate Dolphin Mall. I'll, whatever, I'll go on the record and say it. I hate Dolphin Mall. I know a lot of people love Dolphin Mall. You know, I always get a kick of going to Ross or Marshalls and seeing everybody buying the suitcases, the rolling suitcases. Because they're all there to, to take back to Latin America. I hate Dolphin Mall. But I love Cena Bistro. Absolutely love Cena Bistro. And until recently, it was the only one in Miami. Right. It's funny because when I, you know, like, well, no, you've gone to Cena Bistro. Yeah. Uh, you go to Cena Bistro, it's like you leave your car in ballet and the stairway is right there. You dart up to, to, to the movie theater. To, uh, yeah, to uh, Cena Bistro, and that's it. You don't have to deal with, you know, the world. The world. See, I call I call the bar downstairs in the middle. The I think it's called Let's Make a Daiquiri, but I call it Pineapple Express <laughs> because it's owned by James Franco. <laughs> I don't know. So, so whatever. So, are you guys okay with, like going out and being business as usual? I will say, you know, who's probably like really upset that things are not fully open yet where they live because they're about to feel a little bit more restricted. Who? Lori Lachlan and Massimo. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. Is Stephanie <laughs> on from Mama's? Uh, yes, she is. Okay, because she was waiting for this conversation. Yeah. So, so for those of you who haven't heard, Lori Lachlan and her... I, I love how all the news so the sources say Lori Lachlan and uh, her designer husband, Massimo. Like she ordered him? Yeah, like, like, like she ordered him. Designer, like, this is my designer husband. I had my designer made, husband, Mossimo, right? So they finally pled guilty today yep. to the charges of bribery in the college. Of, you know, the you huge... had said it way back before. You were surprised that they hadn't already just pled guilty, that they were fighting. I, I'm surprised they did. I mean, this is federal. The thing is that federal, federal is a whole different ball game than civil court and um or federal i'm sorry um circuit court which is state court um it's a different ball game i mean federal is the feds it's the fbi yeah, yeah. so you don't want to mess with them so you want to you want to go in <laughs> literally and i used to I, I i think i said it here on the show i was like unless there's something that we don't right, know right. that her attorneys know that clearly exonerate them i would plead guilty Take the sentencing and like go the Felicity Huffman. Yeah, blow that and put it behind me. Yeah, but until recently, actually, until a couple of weeks ago, with the Lori Lachlan case, um, it, the news actually was good for her because her attorneys had stated that the the kind of um, the mole, oh, you know, that started yes, all yes. this, the informant. Um, they were questioning his tactics 
And what, what way? Were, huh? How so? Because Lori Loughlin's legal team were saying that the the guy, um, the informant, mm -hmm. pretty much coerced them to into this behavior. So it's like entrapment. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and that happens a lot of times because when you're informing, you got to cover your ass. So yeah. the more people that they bring you bring down, the better it is for you. So, right. um, so that was part of it, and so the news looked good for her for a bit, mm -hmm. but then they showed that it was so. Probably her team was like, "Listen, it is what it is. Plead yeah. guilty." So the the word is that they're gonna get two months um, in jail, two months of jail, which she'll probably do one. Especially now with the whole coronavirus thing, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if she does house arrest. Um, two years probation, which, as I was telling you, I think it's funny that Lori <laughs> and her husband got two years probation because it's like, what do you think they're gonna go hit up a liquor store? Like, do you think they're gonna leave the country? Like, instead, are... of, instead of Bonnie and Clyde, it's Becky and Clyde. Yeah, because you couldn't have any more like white. Well, he's not white; he's Italian. But like, you know, like kind of you know boxed in figures as that. Right. But um, I'm happy they're gonna put this behind them. I've I've said this before. I have many opinions on this because these people got caught, and you know they're right. and they were cheating the system. But the nobody system denies already, that. But the system. My problem with this is that they made them the villains of this whole college admission scandal, which to a large extent they are. But at the same time, the college admissions process is mm. extremely flawed, and it already favors people that have money. So, right. you know, you want to go after these people to, like, make a, a, a case and show, oh, you know, this can't happen. Okay. But you know what? People are still donating millions of dollars to get a hallway named after them, and then their kids get into Stanford, Harvard, Yale, like MIT, whatever, like that. So what's really the difference? You right. know, I mean, yeah, these people kind of did it, when took another route, which they probably shouldn't have. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're donating millions of dollars to a university that you did not go to, you know. Right. There's a reason. So your kids can go there. Yeah, that's legal. But then the whole purpose of this then falls back to that. Oh, the rich, the rich here are buying their way into college. Well, but they are anyway. I mean, yeah, no matter how you slice it, they are anyway. Because if you, all these, I'm schools, sorry, I'm like licking my fingers here. All these elite <laughs> schools, and I know, I know the way these elite schools work. I, I've known people. Mm -hmm. um, these circles, and the way these elite schools work, if your legacy. Meaning you're right. that your family went to school. Unless you're a felon, you're getting in. <laughs> if your parents know people, you're getting in. If right. you donate, your parents donate to the school, you're getting in. So you already have an extremely a big advantage to somebody who's middle class and below of yeah. getting in there. So that's my whole problem with the way that they, the media has spun this, like mm -hmm. these evil, rich celebrities want their kids to get into these schools. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. It's wrong. But it's already rigged to, you know, right. rich people, and it's already rigged anyway, in legal ways. So, right, 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 right. So I just, 
at the end of the day, you know, even though these, even though most of these schools have, you know, some form of affirmative action, like I know the University of Michigan did have mm -hmm. some form of affirmative action. The the minority, or not even minority, like the poor kid that went to a public school that, you know, even the average he, kid, even or he or she has a perfect 4.0, their chances of having somebody advocate for them is slim to none. Because what you have to remember is that a lot of these kids, and these are all kids that come from affluent homes, that get into these schools, they're bred to go to these schools. Like from day one. From day one, you know you're, you know where you're going. So because your parents are, are rich and they're connected, right, you go to the best summer camps. You meet people. You go to different programs. You go to different, you know. Uh, which, oh, for so the record, which, for the record, automatically eliminates any Cuban from the thing because we don't send our children to summer camp because they don't sleep away from the house. So, no, 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 They now right. pretty much have a resume of all the wonderful things that they've done and gone and done to and, and done. So they were able to do that because their parents had the means of providing that for them, those right. opportunities for them. But again, si tu eres un muerto de hambre, not even a muerto de hambre, just a regular middle class person, person yeah. going Us. to a public school, even if you have the best GPA, you're not getting in or you have very little chances to get in. So is that fair? It is not. I mean, Elle Wood got in to Harvard Law. Well, like, it's hard. But she was in a Ricky Martin video. I was not. So then, no, I wouldn't get into Harvard Law. No. <laughs> you know what the problem there is, though? Mm -hmm. That they have, you know, to, to get into most of these colleges, you have to take a test. And if you don't, if you didn't have to take a test, mm -hmm. then there would be nothing to show that you couldn't qualify, like with the coronavirus. You know, the reason the coronavirus has these numbers is because we test for it. If we didn't test for it, there wouldn't be any numbers. There'd be no coronavirus. The, the coronavirus wouldn't exist. It, would exi it wouldn't exist. It would go away. And I don't even so, know why we, why do we keep doing it if we want it to go away? I'm surprised that, that you know, you know, whatever. I was going to say something, but I don't want to be naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make this political. <laughs> it's not even political, dude. That's one of those things. It's like, I mean, that's, that's just generally anybody would say that. I'd be like, dude, you're, you're ostriching. You know, just because you stick your head in the sand doesn't mean that the stuff isn't going on around you. Bueno, you know who's been entertaining me for the last month? My gut says you're six-year-old, but I don't no. think that's where you're going. <laughs> I, I, the person everybody loves to hate, you probably don't. It's, he's not in your radi ra radar. Um, but I'm a big fan of Takashi 69 Isn't he the one that's in jail and, like, raped some 12-year-old and now he has coronavirus or something? Wow, there's so much you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you, did you hear who his, who his latest beef is with? The Warden? No, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. Is it because... And for those of you who are, who are following us now, if you know who Takashi 6 ix 9 is, chime in. He's a very controversial figure. So I've 
I like <laughs> I well, he is. I've liked him for forever. Um I although I love hip hop, I don't necessarily like his songs that much. His songs are very aggressive. But but the kid maybe, maybe they work for you at the gym. <laughs> well, that's true. The kid pretty much made a name from him, of himself because he he's he's a one. I'm sure you've seen him. With no, like I know who he is. Yeah. So basically, he 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 didn't go to jail, but he was charged uh, for having sex with a 13 year old. Okay, that wasn't that wrong. That's a 12. It's 13. Oh, it's 13, right? She's a teenager. Both of no, I said, I said 12. So, so somebody might take that piece that you said and turn it into something else. But anyway, so he got in trouble because he had sex with this girl. It was videotaped and he put it, you know, as somebody would naturally do, he would put it in a music video, right? Because right. if you have incriminating, Even, an incriminating video of you, um, he, that's clearly what you're going to do. Even so, R. Kelly wasn't that dumb. So basically what brought him in this time around was that he, he wasn't a gang. He was in the bloods. And oh, um, he got he got um, charged with like racketeering, wire fraud, like money laundering, drug trafficking, you name it. <laughs> and he got actually forty five years in jail. Wow. Yeah, he got, and he's really young. He's like he now he's twenty four, but when this happened, he was like twenty two. He was a kid, a little kid. He knew how to racketeer at twenty two. <laughs> he did. And um, I'm not really even sure what racketeering is. So, before we get into legal racketeering, okay, okay. Um, so he um, he pled. He, he got forty five years, and then mm -hmm. sometime later, they came at him with a plea that he okay. pretty had to be uh, a you know he had to snitch on got it, got it. on everybody else. Is that how but the people that he was but the people that he was snitching on were not your average Joes; they're gang members. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. you know that that never ends well. No, ask anyone who's ever met Suge Knight. That never that never ends well. So he because he was then now an informant for the right. FBI, and he snitched on all these people. He got a reduced. He went from forty five years to two years. So to then two? he got to two. Yes. Yeah. So he gets two years, and then. Um, because of the coronavirus, they they uh, send him home. He's incarcerated at home, and okay. and actually, I think that his actual incarceration ends in August. It ends soon, um, but he's incarcerated at home. So, I is, is he on probation? Like I'm Becky, or or no? <laughs> no, no, no. He's not on probation. He's in home. No, no, no. After after it's done, after will he be... oh God, yeah, he's going to be on probation for a while. Okay. Um, and he's the uh, you know. He has a thing on his ankle and all that. So the moment that he starts, he came back home, his Instagram blew up, and I was like, yes. Because I follow him. <laughs> train wreck. He's a train wreck. It's one of those things that you can't take your eyes off of him because it's, like, that bad. You know, it's so bad that it's good. And, you know, now he has beef with, like, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber because his song – got like 180 million views on YouTube in like a matter of like a couple of days. Um, he did an Instagram live and it was the highest Instagram live in the history of Instagram. I don't know how many millions of people joined. 
Um, and now he's crying. You know, he's saying that um, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber or their record company bought the number one film because they bought all these records, all these um, downloads. And he's making a big fuss up about it. And uh-huh. now everyone's chiming in and it's become a whole big drama. But that is actually what makes him popular. So, you know, I like the guy. I, I, I hate to say it, but I do. And... Uh, but I will say, I mean, I'm probably in the minority, but I couldn't tell you that I've ever heard him, like, on the radio or what have you. He played on the radio. No, his right. stuff will be played on the radio. So, so then by default, I mean, stop being a little jailhouse bitch. And yeah, just, but the, I mean, yeah, your, but the, stuff, your stuff's not going to be on the radio to begin with. So, I mean, you're well, but the, thing, the, the thing about him is that he has a very big phone. And his, again, his video, he dropped the video, I think, last week or mm-hmm. recently a few days ago, and within two days it had 100 mil- 180 million no, views. I'm not taking that away, but even if you account for the overlap, the Venn diagram that is the Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber fan base, they are probably much better known on a, on a global level. Hitachi 69. <laughs> Julio, it can't be Hitachi 69. Don't you know? Yanuas and Laitachi. I'm still sad about that. They don't make Hitachi rice cookers anymore. You know, what we grew up on. Um, so, yeah, he is a winner. So, yeah. I losing. mean, I wish, because he's actually really talented. Whether you hate him or not, like him or not, he's actually really talented. And what I actually do like about him is that he he's actually gone back. I mean, he's from, like, the streets. He's, like, from, mm-hmm. like... Bush. He's a blood, for God's sake, yeah. Yeah, and he's gone back and, like, given back, and he's met with kids and stuff like that. He's going to be around children based on what like, one dude, of the things First he of all, you snitched on you should, who you should never snitch on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's levels of snitching, right? And gang members are, like, pretty much there. You know, it's like gang members and John Gotti. You know, it's like... Yeah, Lori Lachlan and Massimo Suge Knight. Like, they're, yeah. they're very different, yes. So, I mean, things are not going to end well for him. They're just yeah. not. I mean, and it's a shame. Degree, you, 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 you make your bed and you got to lay in it, you know? Yeah, but things are not going to end well for him, so whatever. So, something I wanted to bring up, and it has to go with what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. in terms of what places you would go to or not. So, Disney World is going to be in plans of reopening sometime soon. They're taking reservations for July? So, are we going to Disney World, people? The only reason I would go is because I think that now with less people, I could probably finally get on that damn Star Wars ride. Like, that's the only... Like, it took a pandemic in order for me to not have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to be able to get on the Star Wars ride. Yeah. Are we going? Are we going? Sorry. Well, Chocolate Swan says no. Very emphatic. Very quick. Very nene. I, I, you know what? But that's one of those things where I don't feel I don't. I don't have a problem going out. I don't have a problem. I got a haircut. I, I got a haircut I this think, week. Like, I think, let me tell you something. I think I would go to the Magic Kingdom. Is I don't know if Stephanie is still on, but she would appreciate this. I think that I would go to the Magic Kingdom just to eat at two damn places I've never eaten at, and I've been going to the Magic Kingdom for over forty years. The, and that the is Crystal Crystal Palace and the Be Our Guest Restaurant. 
It's like nobody's getting into that. Forget Rayo's in New York. <laughs> you know that restaurant Rayo's in New York that only has like 10 tables and they're reserved for like 100 years or some shit like that? Forget that, Rayo's in New York. Is that um, a legacy thing? The, <laughs> the Crystal Palace? The Crystal Palace. I know, Stephanie, but at this point in time, it's, it's like a, the principle of the matter. I'm going to the damn Crystal Palace and it kills me. Oh, no, don't say that with the pandemic. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, I take that back. And I know their food isn't good, but it, now it's like the point of it. It's a Club 33. Yeah, I would love to get into Club 33, too. What is Club 33? Club 33? You don't know what Club 33 is? I, I don't know. Club 33, I don't know Takeshi 69. I don't know things that have numbers, apparently. <laughs> club 33 is um, like the VIP club of Disney. And... Um, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like VIP... I believe the club VIP is in Liberty Square. Uh, people chiming in, correct me if I'm wrong, in the Magic Kingdom. I believe it's next to the Liberty Tree Tavern restaurant. I believe it is, but I could be wrong. Um, but it's like a, a VIP uh, club um, mm -hmm. at the Magic. Well, I think they have it in Disneyland as well. It's very bougie, you know. Oh. And um, if you're part of Club 33, then you got a bunch of other stuff with it. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, Sounds I'm being... Interesting. No. Okay, I'm wrong. It's, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> you know, for, for, for what a big deal about it is, it better be, like, at the top fire of Cinderella's castle. Like, that better be Club 33. It better be, like, Harry Potter style. Like, you have to go through a secret passage, like, the whole night. Forget, like, a watch <laughs> We're going to Club 33. Is like a watch still open? It is still open. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. It is still there. I don't know if it's open. I don't know what it, what form it currently has. For those who are not from Miami, La Covacha is probably one of the first club dance bar things, whatever, that you and I and all of our friends went to because they didn't really check ID. But the <laughs> okay, has evolved. Because I remember when we were in yeah, high school. Yeah, it's not the one we went to. It's not the same. But I remember when we were in high school, like, watch out was the shit. When we were in high school in, like, the first few years of college. Right. Then it turned into, like, a live music venue. Then it turned into a club for viejos. Then it turned into a club for balseros. And then it was, like, a restaurant again. But, I like, it's... But they... some 20-some years, which is, like, a lifetime for a club. Well, at one point, they had to close at least temporarily because apparently they were giving... <laughs> God bless Miami. Well, Missy's telling us that Gawacha is still open. Um, but it has a different name. I think we so, should go and find out. We should go. Let, you know, that's what we're going to have our... When we finally have our 100-episode party, we're going to have it at La Gawacha. <laughs> Live from La Gawacha. But I know that they, they, let they, me tell you. They had some type of controversy because at one point there was some, you know, radio station that was there or something giving away concerts, but no sé qué cosa. And apparently, at some point, the women just started like stripping, like literally taking off their. Oh, like, I remember like, that. For the tickets, and I'm like, listen, they have better be some VIP. Like, it better be like whatever the concert version of Club Thirty Three is for you to take your clothes off. Just, I mean, I pelota in the middle of La Covacha. Was that when it was in the Valcero? Um This was like, like five years ago. This was like five, six years ago. This wasn't that long ago. So they're telling us in the early 2000s it was very Venezuelan. Well, yeah, of that course, tracks. Tracks. it's evolved. It's that's what I'm telling you. Like they, 
I don't know what they've done because you know what? You see all these like super nice trendy clubs in South Beach open up and then close. Level ya no existe. You know, but that was like a high-end upscale club. Liquid. Liquid. Bar 609. Bar. <laughs> the Chili But you know what lasted forever? Club Deep. With that, uh, where you could dance on water is the way that they would sell it. It was literally yeah. just a plexiglass aquarium yeah. with one fish <laughs> that had to be terrified. Cafe Iguana. <laughs> there was one here in Town and Country, and there was one, I think, in Broward. Um, there was. There was. It was um, off of, oh my God, like Davy Boulevard. Not Davy Boulevard, but it was. And then there's Voodoo Lounge. Voodoo Lounge is still open, right? No, I think Voodoo Lounge closed when they re when they redid the whole uh, Las Olas area. Yeah, but that is Voodoo Lounge is a special place in our heart. It is. That's where we saw Melanie C. Yes, and it was and, way before. <laughs> was before that is, had, that was is the that we found out. I mean, we were younger. Um, we were that in college. Way, that was, was an interesting. Time. That was a very interesting time. It was. It was. Oh, amnesia. Oh, yes. that's a good one. I and never. Got, I never went to amnesia. What? What am I thinking of now? That we said amnesia. Um, of course. So, um, and, and and that, ladies and gentlemen, has been bar history one hundred and one of the Miami Broward scene. <laughs> we really want to go back. We could talk about spar in the nineties in the Arkansas Hotel in. In Hialeah, and the most actually, no, seriously, the most important club in Miami. Do you know what that is? That defined Miami? The most important club? I would say it's a club in Miami that defined Miami. Cameo? Casanova. Oh, Casanova, okay. All these freestyle people started at Casanova. That's true. Yeah, so that was like a big deal. I mean, I would like I would like to go back in time just to go to Casanova, Cameo, and Salvation. Like just you know all the clubs that were around before we were you know going out. <laughs> they were before our time. They were before our time because we're twenty seven. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, where what? were we going with this? What's that? Where were we going with this? <sighs> I don't even know anymore. But oh, we're, uh, things that are open, uh, Corona, things that you don't want to go to yet. So I definitely think bars and clubs is probably up there. Probably one of Disney World, Six Flags yeah. Atlantis. Oh well, wait, that that's would require cool. a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Six Flags Atlantis was a shit. That was I, nev so I never crazy. went. You I never, never went. went to, I never went to Six Flags Atlantis. No, because my parents were like, you know what, I got because you're in esa agua sucia donde todo mundo va y se mea. Oh yeah, that's called any pool. Yeah, I know, but there was something about like paying for it. Okay, I'm, but I, I'm not my parents. Did they totally me. miss the fact that it had like a hundred water slides? I don't know, and yet now I'm sure that like, if my sister took the boys to you know uh, Typhoon Lagoon or whatever, they, my mom would be like, "Ay, qué lindo cuando van y disfrutan tanto con con todas esas canales," and it's just like, you know what? Shut up, old woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Casanova was a, a very long time ago. Gone, but not forgotten, just like Pan Am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dewey Decimal System. No, the card catalog. The card catalog. The card catalog. No, the Dewey Decimal System is still... still so, yeah, Disney, I don't know about Disney, but again, if I'm able to get... 
into the BR Guest restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the damn Crystal Palace. Like, I hate it at this point. Like, I know that the day I go to the Crystal Palace, like, it's, gonna gonna suck. it's gonna suck. Like, you're gonna. It's no. gonna be some, some stale ass turkey wrap. <laughs> With, like, wilted <laughs> lettuce. <laughs> like, kind of brown on the edges, just a little bit. <laughs> or, that, or that damn restaurant in um, Marland that's never open. And where? It's Tomorrowland. When you go to Tomorrowland, not through the main area, but through the side. Like when you're going on Main Street USA towards the castle, you turn a left. I'm sorry, okay. a right. up by the ice cream store. Mm -hmm. You and you go towards Tomorrowland. There's this big, huge, enormous terrace restaurant that's never open. It's never open. And the thing is that the menu is always updated. I think they probably open it just for like summer when. Probably Disney is at full capacity. Is it better than the 33 people I see? Club 33? 33 and me. Tomorrowland Terrace. It's never open. I, again, I just think it's probably open in the summers when they're probably at full capacity. You know, but where... you've been every time of the year and you're saying it's never open. No, I don't go to... I try not to go in the summer. But you've been. Every time of the year. Um... That was, I'll tell you that in our college, that's one of the things I enjoyed the most. When, you know, we would, you know, I remember, like, it'd be Friday afternoon, and I'd call everybody, are we doing anything this weekend? No? Uh -huh. Let's go to Disney. And we used to stay at the Motel 6 on Highway 127 next to the Ponderosa for $25. It was, it was $25 split six ways. Yeah, <laughs> You always slept on the floor, so it was good. Yeah, you know. Fun times, fun times. Ah, uh, May, La Primavera, Flowers in Bloom, and even better, it's National Burger Month, and Cuban Guys Restaurants has got the best way to celebrate. During National Burger Month, order a burger crafted by our own Burger Beast from the Cuban Guys locations in Hialeah, Kendall, and Miramar. Just jump online, you can go to cubanguysrestaurants.com or even order through Facebook Messenger and get a delicious Burger Beast Burger for pickup or delivery. Mira, you have so many options. You can get a traditional Beast Burger. You can get a Beast Burger a caballo, which means it's got a fried egg on it. That's so damn good. You can get the Georgie Boy, which not only includes tartar sauce, but also features Burger Beast's signature Beast sauce. Yeah. It is a ketchup that has guava, sriracha, and I don't even have words to tell you how delicious it is. And you can buy a bottle through Cuban Guys restaurants too. Cuban Guys also offers fritas, sandwich cubano, medianoche, un toton sandwich. I mean, the options are endless. And because there's so much to try, why not use promo code PERO and get 10% off your total order. Cuban Guys restaurants, Burger Beast, and 10% off with promo code PERO? I'm just saying, that sounds like the perfect Miami combo to us. Cuban Guys Restaurants. It's not just fast food, it's awesome food fast. Happy Primavera, mi gente. The flowers are in bloom, the grass is growing, and it's way time to trim that overgrown hedge growing below the belt with some help from Manscaped. Mira, I've been using Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0 body trimmer for a couple weeks now, and there hasn't been one nick or irritant on these nuts. I mean, what could be better? How about the Perfect Package 3.0? What's the Perfect Package? <laughs> bueno, 
That's generally a matter of preference, but Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0 offers everything needed for spring cleaning those tumbleweeds between your legs. It's not just the waterproof cordless lawnmower 3.0, but an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which as a Miami boy, I know the importance of keeping your balls from sticking to your legs, just walking from your house to your car. Caballero, hay una humedad del carajo. And thanks to their Crop Reviver Spray, your balls will smell fresh as a daisy. And now, you can get Manscaped's Perfect Package for 20% less with free shipping by using promo code PEDAL20. That's right, use promo code PEDAL20 at manscaped.com, because who doesn't like paying less for a perfect package? It's time for some spring cleaning. Your balls will thank you. Well, hello again, everyone. Hello there. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I will say this was kind of a blessing in disguise because my battery was getting low. So we might have just like died in the middle of uh, of the recording. So this is it wrong that whenever I hear somebody say their battery is low, I think of the Backstreet Boys. Oh no, because that's a fantastic song. Listen, baby, don't worry. <laughs> I love that song. I will be late. Don't get up and wait. Can you believe that's been that long ago? That's like, what, 20 years or so? Yeah, that's from... That's from Black and Blue, isn't it? No, that's... Is it? That's not from Millennium? No. Yeah, yeah I guess. Um, whatever. It's close to 20 years old, if not 20 years old already. Oops. Oops just uh, cumplió 20. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. So, it's a fuck the way out that, like, no matter what time you're in, mm-hmm. it, it, nostalgia is a bitch, and nostalgia is what makes everything be amazing and wonderful and all that bullshit, right? When you go now to, like, YouTube, and you go to, like, a video of Britney Spears, of Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys, and Sync, all that group of people. Right, right, right. You hear people being like, oh, my God, this is when pop was great, and the <laughs> music was so amazing, and oh, my God, they don't make music like this anymore, blah, blah, blah. Back to when it came out. And I'm like, when all these people were in their heyday, everybody used to hate on them because they were manufactured, they couldn't sing, it was crap, you know. Remember what we used to say about the Spice Girls? You read my damn mind as usual. <laughs> well, yeah. This is why we have a podcast. <laughs> you know, remember what they used to say about the pop? Everybody, oh, I, I don't listen to the Spice Girls. I hate the Spice Girls. But somehow the Spice Girls were, and at this time it wasn't streaming. That could be an audience. Right. Right. This was record sales. You know, but the Spice Girls were selling like, you know, 40 million records. So, And they were selling merchandise left and right, but nobody was buying it. But nobody was buying it. Nobody was buying oh, it. No, 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 not me. You know, and there, it wasn't 40 million kids, little girls buying the Spice Girls merch. No more than that, you know? But whatever. But it's just interesting because, like, again, all these people, uh, oh my gosh, the music then was so good. And it's like, people used to, like, hate that music at that time they thought it was the worst but that's like disco like now people you know my god the bgs wow such wonderfully crafted music 
um, you know, ABBA and all, you know, the melodies and da 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 da, da. And it's back then, it was just like, oh. Boney M. Boney M. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell this story to our listeners, okay? So my my parents. Does anybody, does anybody even know Boney M? I think I want to I preface it with that. <laughs> Angie, we're talking about disco now, Boney M in specific. So um, my parents, who were in Cuba, uh, after the revolution, you know, the revolution, they were, you know, you couldn't listen to Western music or any music for that matter. Uh, but somehow people used to find it. But my parents lived in Calo Roja, which is a shithole little town, as my mom will tell you. So um, they didn't listen to anything. Like my parents were of the age group of the Beatles, and my parents could not listen to the Beatles. So they don't really know too many songs of the Beatles. Right. But somehow, Boney M infiltrated the revolution in Cuba. So my mom, I've been doing mixed CDs for my mom for years. And she gets very dramatic. She's like, ay, Darien, es la única música que a mí me, tú sabes, a mí me encanta la música, me encanta bailar. And she'll do a list and I'll make her the CDs. And last year, like a good son, she kept asking me, Darien, yo quiero que tú me encuentres las canciones de Bonnie M. And I'm like, Bonnie M. And I'm like, what the hell is Bonnie M? And I, I, I know, I don't want to say that I'm an expert, but I know music pretty well, you know? Even the music you don't know, you know I, of it. I, I have like, 3,000 CDs. I have like 10,000 songs in my iTunes. Like, I know knowledge of all types of genres. Music. And she's like, Ay, Darien, a mí me encantaba Bonnie M. And I'm like, Bonnie M? Like, what the hell is Bonnie M? I, and then, of course, my mom's broken pronunciation. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I clearly can't find these people by their name because God knows, REM, know me how Bonnie M. <laughs> Bonnie as a bone M. So then my mom, I start asking my mom, okay, tell me what names are some of their songs. And she's like, she tells me a few of them. And she, one of them was Rapudin. I was like, okay, if we have Rapudin, we're going somewhere here. Because that's a very specific name. There's only one way to spell it. Right? So I look up Rapudin song. <laughs> and then I found Rapudin by Boney M. And I'm like, ah, this is Boney M. <laughs> So Boney M was a, a group in the 70s. They were predominantly yeah. disco, and they had actually several hits, and they sold they millions of records. Yeah. And, and their most famous songs were Rasputin. Um, and Daddy... Not Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin. And what's Daddy Cool? Daddy Cool. Yeah. So I finally find these songs for my mom, and she hadn't heard these songs in, like, I don't know, 40 years. So I, play, I, I found them, and I played them at the house. And I start recording her. <laughs> and she's like, Tú no estás esto. I'm like, of course not. So then after I finished recording her, I sent it out to everybody. <laughs> but didn't you love the fact that she knew the lyrics? And she was like, like, if she like was rah, on drag rah, she'd be saved. Huh? If she was on Drag Race and had to lip sync for her life to Boney M, she would be saved. Wow, that'd be a great scene to see my mom. What is it? Uh, lip sync for her life. Can we sign her up somehow? <laughs> somehow. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Somebody but yeah. Start the change.org petition. Yeah. So so that was my mom's story with Bo 
And um, and coincidentally, right around the time that that happened was when you showed me that video Celine Dion did. Yes, she did a video with Vogue. I think I think it was like French Vogue or something. And it's her like I don't know a day in the life of fashion Celine. And at one point they play that song. They play uh, Daddy Cool. And but I mean I just the the, the love of having Celine Dion and Daddy Cool, and at one point she's eating a French fry. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's amazing. Yes, Angie, and everybody else, you should look up Daddy Cool by Boney M and then Rasputin. Rasputin is literally what you think. They are literally telling the history of Rasputin, the Tsar of Russia. He was a lover of the Russian queen. Yes. Somehow there was a cat that really... <laughs> he was a cat. He was the cat, you know, like, like a cool cat and kitten, like like Carol Baskin probably liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that when looking it up, that's awesome. It'll be funny if like they get like a bunch of hits now. <laughs> It'll be awesome <laughs> if like at the end of the year, AK coronavirus has kind of eclipsed everything. If like Times like most influential person like on Time magazine is Carol Baskin. That would be a twist. That would be pretty awesome. But, I mean, it depends which way you see it, right? Who's more, who's more, who's more interesting, her or Joy Exotic? Like she's one of Papa Sing Sal. I mean, she couldn't even make killing her husband interesting. She fed him to a tiger. What, I mean... Yeah, you won't admit it. But that's the best part about it. That is true, uh, Dr... Uloa. Uloa. Yeah, it's one of the most famous penises of all time. Yeah, apparently it wasn't a very big. Yeah, um, although... So much that, that M did a song about it. That was... <laughs> and here we are talking about it hundreds of years, of, you know, years later. That was like the one thing that they omitted from the song. <laughs> she is like a wet mop, Angie. Carol Baskin is like a wet mop. Yeah, so... Half, and half is useful. What? Carol Baskin is like a wet mop, but she's half as useful. Mm, so, I mean, what am I going to do with a Carol Baskin? Oh yeah, now that we're here, do do we want to give like our last? I mean, we don't have to necessarily end the show now, but do we want to give our last soda? We will, but let's hold off to the end of the show so we can keep our format. Because if not, then I'm going to have to edit this thing somehow. <laughs> Carol Baskin and Robbins. <laughs> How many flavors is that? <laughs> One death. <laughs> um. So yeah, whatever. I'm going here through the news. Uh, I don't care about these rich people problems. I know. Kendall Jenner to pay ninety thousand dollars for promoting the fire festival. She got paid ninety grand for that. She's to pay ninety thousand dollars. Oh, she has to pay it back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, she's fine. She makes that in like a minute. She Yeah, she wakes up and she's like, well, that's a whole day right now. She probably makes more than that. It's funny because I, I, I you know, my opinion on the Kardashians. And yeah. you I don't want to tirade about the Kardashians and that monstrosity. But... I during this whole coronavirus that thing, Bobby has a name. It's Chloe. I wanted to see like how were their Instagrams. I mean, I don't follow them, 
But how are their Instagrams like manifesting, you know, what's going on? Because oh, the COVID, the COVID of it all. Right, right. Because you know, their Instagrams is all about them and their lavish lifestyle, and you know, right. And yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Just a bunch of turbans? It's the same bullshit as always, and it's like you know, people are going through so much trouble right now. You know, whether it's being sick or financially and you know they're still doing the same bullshit as always but then again that's what makes that is what has made them famous yeah, and has exactly. keep making the money so you know stop. Well, why stop now i mean maybe it's it's gonna it, it, it's gonna come a point that chloe is gonna melt uh, chloe uh, doesn't seem real anymore like whenever i see her on television or i see an ad of her it doesn't look like a. Re I mean, look. Everybody that appears in print media is it's embarrassed. Stop. Right. We know that. That's tales all this time. Right. Right. But the thing with Chloe in specific is that she doesn't look like a human being anymore. She kind of looks like a, a CGI. She looks like those CGI people on Titanic. <laughs> she, like she should be part of um of Avatar. Just paint her blue. Just put her in Avatar. Because she doesn't look real anymore, and 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 I'm here thinking like, I, I, I again, I don't want to get into the whole Kardashian talk because that could be an entire episode, and you know, at the end of the day, series. huh? That could be a mini series. We can't speak on behalf of young women because we're not young women, but you know, um, if I just, I I hope that people see, even people that follow her and, and like her, that. That's not a facade. That's facade. Yeah. No, no, I get it. Did you know that there's an option here for people to send us questions? Oh, well, look at that. There's a little thing here. And actually, Seth, Burger Beast himself. It doesn't look real either. I mean, it, it, the thing with that with them is that even when they're supposed to look, like, basic, they don't. They have a team of people. Like, they have a team of people to, like, make them look the way they look even if they're supposed to look like normal that's why um the we talked about it here a couple of episodes episodes ago they found a candid picture of um la machiquita kylie Hi. um they found a candid picture of her and she had like she really had no makeup and no hair extensions nothing and she looked like her old self <laughs> like her <laughs> you know like the little girl way back Like there. seven, you know, whatever years ago. And it's like, okay, that is a real her. Because these pictures that you see them in their athleisure wear, and they're supposed to be all laid back. Yeah, there was like a team of people that put that athleisure wear look together. It's not like, oh, I'm like athletics. let me put on my, you know, Fabletics by Demi Lovato. <laughs> I think everybody has a Fabletics 9 now. We don't. I know. Where do we sign up? I don't know, but we should have a better. Let me tell you, Fabletics line. Yeah. Although in my case, it probably be it'd probably be more like For those flat. people that are chunky yet funky. How <laughs> do you like that? I like it. I like it. So what does Seth ask? So Seth actually asked, and I will let's see if I can figure this out. Okay. So Seth asked, and it's on the screen right now. When did you guys meet? Did Seth really ask that? He did. He he asked it. We met. 
We can give the truncated version, the, the cliff notes. So we met in summer school before sixth grade. So this would have been in June of 1990. June of 1990. And Isha and I met twice for the first time. Because um, when... <laughs> in, in, <laughs> Why not? We went to summer school before sixth grade because that was a year where Dade County Public Schools put sixth grade into middle school and then put ninth grade into high school. So we we went to um we went to um school we went to we started we started middle school a year earlier than we were supposed to so a lot of people um sent their kids over to middle school i'm sorry to summer school so they could kind of get a little bit of a grasp of they were what they were to expect in the fall so we did that and then i went for like three weeks you went for like two weeks because then you went to hawaii yeah yeah and then i left the following week. And then when the school started in the fall, we saw each other, but we didn't... We didn't put two and two together. And it was a while before, like, wait a minute, you were the guy in Mr. Friedman's computer class. And by a while, he means like a good six years. It was a while. I think we were like finishing high school. It was like, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a while. So yeah, so it's it's been a bit, it's been about 30 years. So let's see if we have any other questions. Okay, we have another question here from Angie. She wants to know, fuck, Mary, kill. The Kardashians, go. Which ones you would fuck, Mary, kill? Or just kill, would you either fuck no, 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 them, no. them or kill them all? Out of, <laughs> wow, wow. Out of the Kardashians, which one would you fuck? Which one would you marry? And which one would you kill? I'd kill them all. Okay, but then you can't do anything with the other ones. No, I don't. I don't like. Uh, look, Kim is hot. Nobody, nobody can deny that Kim is hot. But okay. I just don't like anything about her. Like, I, I don't like. I, if 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 you if I had to pick one, um, including the Jenners, the only one that to me seems quasi normal is Kendall. Yeah, yeah, the model. See, I would have said that about Rob, but then, you know, Black China. Oh, I completely forgot about Rob. <laughs> oh, my God. I completely forgot about Rob. But then again, he's he's busy making socks. Then again, so has his entire family. Like, I'd marry Rob because I've always wondered what it'd be like to own, you know, a sock dynasty. I mean, I, I, I mean, heck, I'd marry Rob if I could get all that money. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> everyone forgets about Rob. Yeah, everybody forgets about Rob Bendito and Pobre de Graciado. That just reminds me of Laura in America. Que entre el desgraciado. You know what's totally horrible? How American media uses Laura in America as like an example of Spanish talk shows. You know, they don't offer, they don't show, you know, any award-winning Cristina, you know, in her talk show. No, right. they show Laura in America. That would be the equivalent of every time you show a talk show, just put Jerry Springer. Oh, actually, you know what I was watching? Um, I was watching um, Netflix. There's a show called Trial by Media that is, um, it's just that. It's like different um, legal scandals. Somebody, I love Rob. Well, I love Rob. You know, that's actually, you know what? Let me tell you something about Rob, about Rob, Robert Kardashian, the son, not the father. Um, 
Rob Kardashian has been one of my favorite contestants on Dancing with the Stars. Boy, I would agree. I would because agree. he he actually when that show started, he had two left feet. He like he was terrible and he made it to the finals. And like he was one of these contestants that like had an evolution. Like what it was about. Like, it, it, it had an evolution. Like, every week he got better and better and better and better. And, yeah, he's been one of my favorite contestants. Him and Kate Gosling. Oh, for completely different reasons, I'm sure. Completely different reasons, yeah. Because <laughs> she's just a media whore. And it was just so funny to, like... So everybody's watching. Everybody that's listening to us or watching right now, if you're feeling down and you want to feel good about yourself, look up. Kate Gosling dancing with the stars, Paso Doble. It has to be the Paso Doble. It is amazing. <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. Let's see, we have another question. Who gave up? was a monster on the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, this is an interesting one. I don't know if you can see it, uh, Darian. So Caesar is asking, would you guys consider dedicating an episode to interviewing each other? Um, maybe now we'll talk about it after. I, 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 at first when I read that, I, I thought they said, would we dedicate it to each other? I was like, I already dedicated a show to you. <laughs> this is true. I dedicated our hundredth show to you. Because let's be honest, this is, this is happening because of you, not me. <laughs> well, it takes two of us. Cause it's not well, it takes two of us, but, you know, let's be honest. So, you know. But actually, that's a good, you know what? Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe a bonus episode. Yeah, contemplate that. I, um, I don't know how I would do it, though. Because it's one of those weird things where it's like we've known each other for so long that I don't know what I would ask you. You know what I mean? Let's work on it and get back to each other. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, Rob Kardashian on Dancing with the Stars, he was one of the best ones. Uh, okay, so are, is everybody out here Dancing with the Stars fans? Because I don't really watch it that much anymore, but, like, I did for a, for a long time. Actually, wait. Do you guys remember how bad Kim was on that show? I forget she was on it. Kim was on for like two or three weeks and she was out. Just goes to show, a big ass don't mean you got rhythm. Nope. Nope. Um, I, for some reason, I really liked Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Aww, Billy D. Williams Billy D. was great. Because, so generally, you know, for people who watch that show, eventually, they'll do, like, a little nod to whatever it is you're famous for, right? Like, when Alfonso Rivera was there, um, they eventually did the Carlton. Um, you know, they'll do, like, a little nod to whatever it is you're famous to was. But Billy D. Williams was so bad. Billy D. Williams was so bad that on week two, they're like, we're doing the Star Wars thing. <laughs> Here you go, you know? <laughs> Just get it out of the way, get it out of the way. Yeah, we're doing the Star Wars thing. You it's funny because I, um... Hated on it. Huh? You know who I hated on it? And the fact that she was on who? it, like, ever. It's, um, Heidi LaBelle. Oh, yeah. She has the bow with... Like the older vote. Guys, can you hear us? Yeah. 
Okay, no, no, because I, I had some glitches on my on my end. Um, it's happen. funny because I've looked back through like my favorite dances, and apparently my favorite dancer is Val. Well, because he's really good. No, but they're all good. But it's just that my favorite dances on the show have been like I loved um, one of my favorite dances. It's actually the one he did when he did El Paso Doble with Jody Sweeten. I loved when he did El Paso Doble with Janelle. I don't know her name, last name. She was like a Disney star person. And oh, um, from Pretty Little Liars. And then she did a. Um, Am I still cutting out, guys? Or can you hear me now? Because somebody's saying that I'm cutting out. Are we good? We're good? Okay, I think we're good. All right. Um, Janelle Parrish. Yes. Because, of course, Stephanie knew that. And I like their Paso Doble a lot. Um, and I loved when he did the Beauty and the Beast with... When he did Beauty and the Beast with uh, Winnie Cooper. Oh, with Danica McKellar? And but I think I think one of my favorite dances on that show was um, Mark and, and not Mark, it's a, this girl's brother, um, Chico, a Julian, a Derek. When Derek did the tango with Ricky Lake, that it was the cycle theme, that was pretty badass. I know, I'm sad because Ricky Lake's going bold. Yeah. Actually, you know what makes me sad? That Sabrina Ryan was on that show twice. She was like the best person that has ever been on that show, and she got voted off. She got freaking voted off. Twice. Twice. <laughs> it pasó doble. <laughs> it's funny, because if I ever were to take ballroom dancing, which would be a disaster, that would be the dance I would want. Because <laughs> I want to go in there and be like... Ugh. You know, like, you know, like, because, you know, Barcelona is very, like, it's, it's, aggressive, it's, you know? masculine, very, yes. I don't want to do no samba. <laughs> I would do all of them. No, I know you would do all of them. You'd probably do them like, like a thong, you know? <laughs> Listen, I want, I want America's vote. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, so, yeah, so what else is going on? I'm 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 logging to MSNBC right now, or and I love how. Did you see what they did in? Um, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see what they did in Central Park so people could social distance? The thing with like the circles. Yeah, it's like target practice from above. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine them doing that at Tropical Park? <laughs> No, I mean, though. Or in Tamiami Park. Oh, okay, I hope this, this shit ends this year for many reasons. But one of them is that we can't have two consecutive years without the fair. Yeah, listen, that cannot be a thing. I do not wish for it. <laughs> I'm just going to post this one up there and and let you respond because I like to put you on the spot. Uh, we could talk about it after the show. You could DM us. Why do you like to do those things to me? Because I can. It's part of the reason that this, this friendship has worked for so many years. For 30 years? 
for 30 years, years in county. Spot and, and we see how you get out of it. It's fun for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what's going on in the world now. Um, apparently, there's going to be another stimulus. Um, Is so it Huh? Am I getting more money? I don't know. Are we getting more money? Can we? Can we just get more money, guys? Because I have two small, I have two small businesses, and I haven't been able to get money for either one of them. And you know what? You know what you guys can do. Since poor DJ has two small businesses, he's waiting on a stimulus check. If you go to Ben and Let Me Tell You Shop, and you buy these T-shirts, that is the best plug that I have ever seen. What? Model the shirt for us again. Damn, we also have the that is our United States Census shirt, which if you guys have been listening to our podcast, funny story with that shirt. When we uh, first released it in early March, that we went to... Before, uh, huh? before Corona. Well, right when Corona was hitting, that we went to Carnival on the Mile, that we had a booth there, and who knew that that was going to be the last hurrah for a while. People kept thinking that we were from the Census Bureau, and people were selling a shirt that's we're not from the Census Bureau. And um, you have the Sereno shirt. That's a that's a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, the Sereno shirt. Don't get me started with the Census. Don't get you started. Don't get us started. It was every two minutes. It's like, are you guys with the United States Census? No. I submitted an application. Haven't heard back from you guys. Uh, what's the status of the job? I'm like, the job application. It's like, what? Um, so, uh, the Sereno shirt, that's a personal favorite of mine because my mom, till this day, um, believes in the Sereno. And, um, yeah, n not even, like, not even when my kid Tristan was a baby, but even now, it's still to me, like, Whenever I would visit them prior to the coronavirus, because now I can't, um, and my mom, you know, I leave at night, my mom be like, Ay, daddy, tú vas a montarte en el carro ahora con el sereno que hay. And it's like, what's the alternative? <laughs> okay, so before you, before you logged in, DJ, um, I actually pulled some of our, our listeners and our and viewers and had did like you know a couple minutes just chatting with them and caesar had actually brought up the question this is why he says don't get me started on the census because he's dominican so he says that he always has a hell of a time because he doesn't know if he should put latin black white he doesn't know what to put and so i mean well another dominican said just put platano but you know i i mean i don't know maybe again as i i, I hate to keep plugging Do you really in. want me to get into this I'm because sorry. you know I'm very strongly opined on this. Let's get into it, but let's do a, again a Cliff Notes version of it. Okay, so interestingly enough, <clears throat> I actually did my census this week. You hadn't done it yet. I had not done it yet. I know we interviewed Ralph de la Portilla, and I was there being all about people. You gotta fill out the census. We okay. start duty. Okay, fair enough. And I hadn't done it, but I finally did it. And I actually did a screenshot. I did a screenshot of the Hispanic Latino section. It asks you, are you Hispanic Latino? And it says, are you of Mexican Chicano? Are you Mexican Chicano? Are you Puerto Rican? Are you Cuban? Or are you Latin? Um, and then it gave examples like Salvadorian, 
Um, it's a Dominican, Honduran, Nicaraguan, so on and so forth. And that goes to show, which we've talked about here many times in, in, in our show, and it's a pet peeve of mine, is just our society in general, how obsessed we are with labels. Because we've talked about it here before. I think Puerto Ricans, Cubans, and Dominicans are very, very similar. We have our differences, but we're very, very similar. I would say that the three of us are probably the most similar culturally in terms of Latin America, right? And I think it's very interesting that in this question, I could see why Puerto Ricans are singled out because Puerto Ricans are, you know, um, Puerto Ricans are um, a territory of the U.S. Right. But I think it was very interesting that Puerto Ricans and Cubans were singled out, but not Dominicans. And it's like, wait a minute, but we're, we're very similar. So it's like, okay, but even aside from the Dominican, Cuban, uh, Puerto Rican trifecta, but like Salvador, like Hondurans and Nicaraguans and all that, like, how are they any different in terms of classification than Mexican? Like, why, 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 or Cuban? Why do we get our own box? box. Because I think that if you're going to give us a box, then you're going to give everybody a box. Because as I, I said here a couple of episodes back, I really have a big problem with how they try to classify all Latins and all Hispanics as one people. And I mean, that is watering down and simplifying each country's specific culture. Because as I've said here, Mexico has one of the richest cultures of any country like Mexicans. Mexicans are very different than Salvadorians. They're very different than Nicaraguans. Each country has their own culture and their own heritage. And I, 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 I've always taken offense to the fact that in the United States, it's like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the heritage and culture of your country is. We're all lumping you together in one group. So then these questions, a lot of them to me make no sense. So to answer his question, I mean, if you're going to go by the rules that they actually ask you, then yes, you have to fill in, you know, in his case, he's Dominican, the, I guess, other, other Latino or Hispanic. But I think it's crap. I mean, I think that, you know, each, each person has, each country has their own heritage and culture. And because it's not our fault as Latin American people or Latin American countries that, American society has choose to see us in a homogenous no. way. Sure. So, so other under the Latino heading because it's there's Puerto Rican, there's Cuban, there's other. So under the you know under that area, not other other. Right, right. Now under the other. So, but, but I was saying, our our countries and our cultures are very rich, and they're very you know obviously we have very similar traits among all Latin American countries, but we also have very individualized cultures, right? And it's not our fault that American society or the white person or the Caucasian person has choose to see us in a homogenized way. That's not our fault. That's how they, the label that they have put us under. And it's very frustrating because I don't feel that I need to be constantly giving people a lesson about my culture and my heritage because they don't know it. Because they think, you know, that everybody eats spicy food. You know, it's like, no. To quote, yeah. To quote one of the great philosophers of our time, really, 
um, you know, I'm not your bitch, don't hang your shit on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Madonna for a second. <laughs> okay. I was not going, I, I didn't, oh, sure. Madonna and Donald Trump have a similar problem. Do you know what that problem is? Madonna and Donald Trump have a similar problem. That problem is that they need somebody in their circle to get their phone and be like, uh, you're not going on Twitter or Instagram. I think because, you're going to both take rose baths. Because Madonna's Instagram, I don't follow her, but I go and I look at her Instagram, is like, it's like nobody cares that your kids are playing soccer. Nobody, but she's a 60-year-old mother. What do you think she's And nobody about? cares that her kids are, like, okay, braiding their hair. Like, she doesn't even follow the themes of the Met Gala. Do you think that she cares whether you care about her? No, business? but just, you know what? The thing with her is that she's, okay, she's an icon, right? And she's somebody that, there's always been a certain allure to her and a certain elusiveness to Madonna, right? Okay. Like, no, but you don't know. And now, like, her Instagram is not, it's not gratuitous to her at all. And I don't mean gratuitous in the way that, oh, like, so people could see the real me. Mm -hmm. I think you could see the real you, and still you could have a gratuitous Instagram. Her Instagram is terrible. And then she says shit like, ahora mismo, you know, which people were up in arms again, uh, up in, when she was, you know, naked in her bathtub with rose petals talking about the coronavirus being the great equalizer. It's like, you know, I think that that's probably not the best setting, just saying, call me crazy, to talk about the coronavirus, especially when she said it, because she said it when all hell had broken loose right. with the coronavirus. So maybe, just maybe, that is not the best forum to do it. Well, so that's why... That's why I don't post anything when I take my gardenia baths. It's true. You know? Your, your bubble baths. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, like, somebody needs to get her phone and be like, okay, I'm your publicist. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, she's always been controversial. And that's her thing. But she's been controversial. This is she's been controversial in another way. She's been controversial pushing people's buttons. The way she's controversial now is that she's boring. Like I don't even want to say boring. It's just that she's ridiculous. And 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 somebody for her that has such a legacy. It's like I don't want to see that part of your. Do, do you do you understand what I'm saying? It's like but, I don't want to see that think, part of your but, life. But the argument could be made that that's what social media, to a degree, has done with a lot of celebrities and a lot of, you know. No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because now I'm going to mention Mariah Carey. Of course, who had well, who I have had a PhD in. Huh? Who had an hour and thirty minutes? Um, Mariah, when she was under bad management a couple of years ago with Stella, who had did the reality show, her Instagram was all over the place. But now that she has really good management with Rock Nation, like she has a professional management team, right. her Instagram shows stuff about her life, shows stuff about her kids, you know, shows. <laughs> but it's all very curated. It's all right. very, like, you know, you could see glimpses of her real life, but right. you don't need to see this ridiculousness of you getting, like, you know, blood. Like, the other day, Madonna was doing some blood and, 
thing to her knee or something. Some I don't need to see that. Like I don't need to see that. You know, I think there's a there's something with oversharing. And you know, we live in a celebrity obsessed culture. We don't need to be seeing celebrities going to the doctor. I just I I I have no interest in seeing that. But what do I know? Well, I mean, I'd like to see Cher at the proctologist, but that's me. You like to see who? Cher at the proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Gypsies, tramps, and bones? <laughs> tramps and thieves. <laughs> Gypsies, tramps, and hoes. <laughs> wait, wait, Britney. Okay. The Britney Spears one. Oh. Okay. Actually, for those who follow her, I don't follow her either, I but I, I go and I look at it. So I have two theories about this, and I would love to hear people's theories, and yours, especially since she's your girl. She's right now not in between any projects, right? Well, she's coroning. I mean, she's not yeah. recording an album. She's not doing anything. So I wonder if this is her, like, fuck you, world. I don't have a project right now. I've been doing this for most of my life. I'm going to be silly and be stupid and post whatever I want in my Instagram. Or, or if she's a little loopy. I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. And hopefully we don't get any of Columbine. But I, I feel like it's, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of that where she's just like, you know what, I've been doing this since I was, you know, 10 or whatever. And, and this is just what I want to do. You know, this is what I want to do. This is me. And knock yourself out. With that said, I'm going to go and I like, you know, when I see it. But you know what, though? Uh, me, me, too, because it's like, how many damn pictures can you take with that red shirt? <laughs> oh, my God. That peasant top? But, but, like, I don't know if it's her, like, saying, fuck this. Like, she does in that video for um, the video that she's uh, the senior. So. I want to go. I want to go. That go. She's in the press conference, and she's like, Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, that one. I don't know if it's her being like, I don't give a fuck right now. I've been doing this as long as I want. I'm going to post whatever the hell I want. So if I want to post 10 pictures with the same dress, with my hair, like, all over the place, I'm going to do it because I don't give a fuck anymore. I, I, I hope it's that. I hope it's Defiant Britney. I can't fault her for that. As long as it, she doesn't end up shaving her head, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay, yes. Or something true. worse, but, you know, we're problem. okay. So, anyway. <laughs> when, I think we should wrap it up. So, you want to do our last soda, as I have soda? Yes, let's do our last soda. Um, so, for those of you who are in the Miami area, um, and for those of you who are not, probably still know about our, our last soda today. We're going to give it to one of our girls, and Darian actually mentioned her at the, at the start of the show. Martha of Miami. Now, we've had Martha on the show. We love Martha. We've, you know, we, we've gone to her store. We've, we've, you know, we, we've totally given her all the props in the world because, as we've always said, she could have rested on her laurels because um, you know, her family does have a, uh, a business down here, and yet she still went out and made a name for herself. And so that is absolutely respectable. But when all of this COVID stuff started, she, knowing that obviously the store had to be closed, she shifted gears like a lot of people did. And what she went and did was she started making masks, which actually I, I have one, but it's in the car. <laughs> I left it in the car. Um, you know, little cloth masks of either Viva Porru or Cafecito on one side. On the other side, it said Tapa de la Boca. 
and she was selling them. And what she was doing is for each mask that she sold, she donated one to a hospital, to you know, doctor's office, whatever. She basically just donated it to people who, who needed masks. And to date, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Darian, I think that she has donated over, I think, like 10,000 masks. Over 10,000, yeah. Because the way, so what it was is when you would buy one, she would donate one. So what that means is that she hasn't only made 10,000 masks. If you stop and think about it, she's made over 20,000 of these things. Her and yeah. Her. And, you know, she's, she's really done a lot of good now, actually, since they've told her that they don't need more masks. What she's actually doing is she's donating a portion of all proceeds that are made from the sale of the mask to uh, a charity, which I don't remember right now which one it is, but she's donating it to a charity. And so that's the kind of thing that we, we think we need more of, you know, and there's always gonna be haters. There's always gonna be people who are gonna say, oh, but it's too expensive. Oh, but why don't you just make them and give them out? Oh, Haters are the worst. The worst. But you know what? She basically said- I bet you the haters go to her store and eat the free pastelitos. Uh-huh, yeah. You know what, y'all go there and you eat the pastelitos y no dicen ni hi, okay? Y después ni siquiera compran un sticker del cafecito cup de fumita. Yeah. But you know what, she is, she's just a down-to-earth cool chick and she's giving back to the community. And you know, she's Martha of Miami. And I think the emphasis here is definitely the of Miami. And she's definitely proven that. So she gets our last soda. She's she's awesome, and we've gotten to know her um, in since we did the podcast. Martha actually was, you know, one of our first guests, and mm -hmm. she, um, you know, she came on our podcast when we I think had like maybe ten episodes under our belt. I think the only other person we had interviewed, like in terms of local influencer, was Seth. Yeah, um, and you know, she didn't have to. She was already very well known at that point, and. Uh, you know, she was always, she was very nice enough to come on our podcast and she's become a friend, um, since then. And, um, she's just, she's the type of girl that's like, what you see is what you get. Like that is Martha of Miami. And we, we always say it, uh, when we talk about like people that we, we like, um, she's somebody who epitomizes a Miami hustle. She didn't have to do what she did. She, um, she could have gone a completely different route, but she, she symbolizes the Miami hustle. So. You know, good last soda. One more thing, because I know we're, we've already given the last soda, and we're going to. One more, no, no. Before you give your thing, I'm going to give my thing. Have you people noticed, especially the ones that follow Only and Dade? <laughs> Here's a shout out to Only and Dade. We Dade. love Only and Dade. Yes, really there are more car burnings now than ever. <laughs> car burnings and cars in a canal, which, as we talked about a couple of episodes ago, we know what happens when a car ends up in a canal. It's not there by <laughs> It's not there by accident. No, but what I was going to say is, you know, aside from giving a huge thank you to everybody who, who logged in, who, who's been, you know, watching this, both both parts of this, who listens to us, um, I would also like to ask you guys if you guys somebody could take a screenshot of this and send it to us, that would be appreciated. Because I don't want to touch any buttons right now in case I stop recording. And then we have- Okay, okay, let, let's tell everybody now. Okay, everybody listening. Okay, when I say three, take a screenshot and send it to us. One, two, three. Okay, did we freeze? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did we freeze? Because I'm like, <laughs> and yes, 
These are, there's always a car burning. I'm like, coño, I'm driving up the Palmetto and the Turnpike daily, and I've, I've seen a car burn maybe once or twice. Where are all these burning cars? You know, La Corona. No, the burning cars are usually in um, esta, esta calle, the, 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 the Dude, the, the calle that's by Mikosuki. You bet they safe too up in New York, Reorg. The the um, the calle Chrome Chrome Avenue Chrome Avenue. Oh, Chrome, yeah. Chrome Avenue. So, anyway, bueno, right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. This actually went really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I didn't yeah. Know Go. This went really well, so we're, we'll do this again. But we'll do this again. Yeah, this is fun. It was fun. It was fun. Okay. Was fun. Hope, so, hope you guys enjoy listening to your your questions and your comments on the episode tomorrow. Yes, yes, and also I think that starting next week we're probably gonna start doing you know our regular episodes. Yes. And I, everybody else is together, so why aren't we? You know, yeah, uh, we're, gonna, we're we're gonna do was it red phase uh, recording. <laughs> Let's not talk about any blank face because I could get you in trouble. So no phase, 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 like red oh. phase, yellow phase, green phase. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I was like, don't talk about any <laughs> any colored face. I don't want to go down that road. You know no, me. I'd rather not, uh, Mr. PC. So anyway, thank you everybody for joining us. This was a blast. We really, really enjoyed it. Um, so as always, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito. And your piña, or in this case, our Cuban guys soda. Thank yeah. you so much, Cuban guys, for um, yeah. yes, for bringing us this episode. And um, remember, guys, if you go to Cuban guys, if you order online, um, you can get ten percent off with uh, code Pero. So their stuff is really, really awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much, everybody. And we'll see you later. And that was episode one eleven. Thank you. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy, and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.